Welcome to the Good Talk Podcast, where we remind you of the joy of life, the love of God, and the possibilities that lie ahead. Pete and Jordan here with episode 65. Four crucial steps when starting something new. Ooh, I love starting new things. You do. You you start... Actually, we're both starters in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. Like, we love to, like, dream things. Yep. I struggle, like completing the task yeah maintaining it yeah like yeah i want someone else yeah. to do that part i just want to give up with the idea. well this is going to be for anybody who maybe feels a little bit restless right now and maybe they're getting ready to start something new maybe it's something completely new like you're going to chase your big dream like you're leaving your nine to five job and going after it maybe you're in the nine to five job and it's requiring you to start something new like learn something new mm-hmm. uh or um I, I, it's interesting in life coaching a lot these days it seems like I've run into like a talk with someone yesterday who's a realtor who wants to go into kind of um, wellness hmm. and then uh, I've talked with you know some other people who are in a particular job doing one thing but it's requiring them to launch a podcast right or something new, <laughs> something new inside of that and so if you're thinking about starting something new maybe you feel a little bit restless maybe you feel like you need to reinvent yourself um i think that's it's still like the average most people go through seven different career changes really yeah. like totally different in their life yeah. wow that's crazy mm-hmm. wow and you of all people you've done that really well so i'm excited to hear your four crucial steps in starting the video. Well, we will get into that in just a minute. It's exciting days right now. The boys are getting out of school. I know. Yeah, I was at... Yesterday, a, actually, technically. The grocery store yesterday, right after lunch, and it was just filled with kids, like, out of school, and yeah. they were all going in there to get their snacks, and literally running down the aisles. I was like, oh, I remember that, like, excitement. Yeah, they're so pumped. nothing like it. I just... I, I We talked about this yesterday. There's nothing in your adulthood that really is that similar to that feeling Yeah, I know. of like, I just finished a whole year of this. I'm done with it. Goodbye. Big long break. Big long break. Yeah. Adulthood. It's just like, it's the same. <laughs> you yeah. just keep going. Wouldn't it be cool if all of our jobs you were off for the summer? I know. I'm so jealous. I have my cousin, it's a school teacher and she uh, teachers have incredibly hard jobs mm-hmm. throughout the entire year. But I'm always so jealous of those like two months in the summer where they're like, yes, we got good to have it off and chilling and hanging with your kids and all that. But yeah, I really do. I miss that feeling yeah. of like, oh, we're done. I love it. Even though I'm not, I still get equally as excited for the kids getting out of school. And I love going in the summer. And it just means, you know, summer vacations and pool time and yeah. fun stuff. So I'm we ready? crazy pumped. we got Memorial Day coming up, kind of the first big summer kickoff. Mm-hmm. We get to go down to Georgia for a little bit. Yep. Yep. I'm excited. Introduce Pepper to the pool. Yes. Hopefully she likes water. We are big pool people, except we are really like the the people on the side tanning for hours, which we can't do anymore. It's so sad. It's not but us anymore. Not us anymore. We used so. to love to read a book by the pool. No. That's gone. Gone, gone, gone. Yeah, we're going to be um, holding a little 10-month-old splashing around in the water. So that's okay. Woo-hoo. I'll take it. I'll it's still going it. to be great. Yep. But, so welcome summer. We're so glad. We hope all of you have a great summer. Hope maybe uh, while you're heading off to vacations, you can catch up on yeah. a few of your favorite podcasts. Hopefully we'll make that list. Yeah, exactly. I know that's what we do when we're driving the car. Mm-hmm. We put one on. Pass um, the time. So speaking of ending of things and starting new things, yesterday I was watching. So pretty much daily I watch Ellen. 
the we Ellen love it. show. Didn't you used to like you used to have a nine to five job when I first met you and you would record it. Yeah. It was it's just something I like to have on in the background. It's happy. She's always like doing something generous. I don't know. I just always I enjoyed that as opposed to turning on the local news, which was like, you know, a shooting and downtown yeah. not you know, it just was so heavy. So I really loved her show. And you know, some people don't love Ellen, that's fine. Um, I know she got some negative press. I don't know, a year ago or so. I don't care, really. She's done some really good things. I don't care. I ignore it. Maybe she had a bad, you know, moments, but I choose to believe that she's a really good person with a kind heart, and, you know, we all make mistakes. She's but done a lot of good through that show. There's no doubt about that. So, anyways, this is her last, like, week of shows when, the, when this podcast is airing, and I've just really watched her kind of, like, in this exit. It's been really... Like, I don't know, it's been sad for me to watch yeah. it because I know how meaningful it is to her. But at the same time, like, man, what a feeling to like have to not have to. She's choosing to kind of walk away and retire that season of her life. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just I, I started thinking the other day. I was like, I, I really struggle with the ending of things. Yeah, I really do. Hmm. Like watching her in this, I feel sadness for her. Not for me. I don't really care. But like, I just I feel through her yeah but sometimes you have to end what you're currently doing so you can go to the next chapter oh exactly and you know she had oprah on who oprah did a similar thing she mm-hmm. retired her show that worked and out pretty well for her started a whole new network and has all these massive things but she had to end that to do that yeah um and so i feel like that for for ellen whatever she has next is going to be amazing but it is it is such a it was an awareness to me of like jordan why don't you like the like the ending of things really saddens me i get mm. very emotional whether it's end of school or the end of something like i get in throughout my whole life ending things was very emotional so i don't yeah. know today's her last show so i might be might be a, a basket case tears i feel i don't actually watch the show but i walk through the room when you're watching the show and i feel like for the past month every time i walk through the room she's ellen's crying i know well she's i think it's like just this anticipation of this thing that she's worked so hard for kind of ending um and to be clear i don't sit and watch a bunch of television i usually sit there with pepper um you know and after she wakes up from afternoon nap but yeah i really i'm gonna miss it but anyway not that you guys care about my love for the ellen degenerate it, show it's, but it's a great lead into what we're talking about today because we're all gonna find ourselves in, in 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 chapters even if you don't do a massive exit like ellen's about to do and yeah. something completely brand new you you find yourselves there are these necessary endings all throughout your life necessary ending of relationships necessary endings of certain methods that worked at work that no longer work mm-hmm. you know and so you I, I find myself having to reinvent myself over and over and over. Even, you know, I was a pastor for over 20 years, but even inside of that, there's so many different seasons and tools that required me. You know, I had to learn to do video, how to mm-hmm. speak on video. I had to, I remember learning Twitter. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking when I first started, what a colossal waste of time <laughs> this is, you know, blah, blah, blah. Same thing with Instagram, same thing with Facebook. You know, but there's always different tools and different things coming along. And if I believe if you're a growing person, you're going to have new dreams and things that you want to chase and pursue. And so I think it's really important, you know, from time to time, we're all going to find ourselves in these moments where we have to reinvent, where we have to rebuild, where we have to launch into something completely different than before. And whether that's your corporate CEO wanting to become an author, or whether you're a stay-at-home mom wanting to launch a podcast, or a financial advisor that decides they want to start selling digital courses, 
um, you know, it's it's like you're going to find yourself in these places mm-hmm. where you're having to say goodbye to something that used to work. It's no longer working, or it's no longer makes you passionate. No longer mm-hmm. fires you up, and you're and you're doing something new. Yeah. When that happens, what do you do? And these are uh, actually four lessons I shared. A, a friend of mine has a podcast and asked me to come on and talk about this idea of reinvention. He helps build people personal brands. And so this is something that they're doing all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really important topic uh, because we all find ourselves there from time to time. So here, here's what I would say. The first thing, there's four, four steps. The first thing is you have to commit to the process. Mm-hmm. You don't, you can't dabble in reinvention. Yeah, true. You can't like stick your, stick your toe down in there and say, oh, I may, I may try this one. You'll never get there yeah. that way. You have to commit. You don't drift into reinvention. And the fact of the matter is that um, you know, you're you're not going to have any level of success at all if you don't just fully commit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't mean that you have to leave whatever you're currently doing completely behind and then Before start something. That, yeah. that, that's not what I say. Me when I say commit, mm-hmm. I just mean you have to make a decision in your mind. I'm going to do this. This is important to me. Right. It's it's not enough if you hear somebody say, let's use it starting a podcast as an example. You you know somebody tells you, "Oh, you should start a podcast." And you're like, "Yeah, I agree. I should start a podcast." That's not committing. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Committing is saying, "I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to launch it on this date." Yeah. And I don't care how crappy it is. Yeah, you got to start. I'm going to launch, mm-hmm. right? So, you got to commit to the process. Um and I I just think that um that's important, and, and a lot of people get stuck there because what they what they think they've got to feel in order to commit to the process is confidence. Mm. I've got to have confidence that I can write this book, or launch this podcast, or get my realtor license, or whatever it is that that you want to do. Mm-hmm. You think that you've got to have confidence, and you wait until you have confidence before you want to commit or pull the trigger. It doesn't work that way. Right. Commitment always precedes confidence. Right. Always. In fact, confidence is at the end. Confidence doesn't come for right, a long cause, time. Because that, I mean, confidence in and of itself is a product of like experience. Yeah, it's a result <laughs> of doing it. And so there's really, if, if we don't have time to go into all this, but there's really four phases in that. There's the commitment, and then it requires courage to try something that you're, you're not going to be necessarily good at. And then you begin to form new capabilities. That's mm-hmm. the fourth C. And then the, f- and, or that's the third C. And the fourth C is confidence mm-hmm. after you've developed a new, right, but, right. but that's, towards the end of the process yeah. before you have confidence. And then that confidence allows you hopefully to then start a new commitment, start something new. Yeah. Trust. It's, so it's kind of this secular thing. Yeah. I, I, I'm super guilty of that. Like feeling like I have to like be an expert in this before I put myself out there. Um, but there's no way you can actually do that. But no. I mean, I've talked to you about business ideas and I'm like, well, I need this to happen. I need these people in my life. I need this. And you're like, that's not going to happen until you start. Yeah. Like you can't, not. you can't have this like, oh, I'm going to do this thing and expect people to just hop into your life. It's like it, you have to take that first step and then those things kind of fall into place. Yep. You make the commitment and then you move into that courage phase. And that's a difficult phase because that's, I was just talking to a client this morning that's stuck in that courage phase. He's launching a new product and he's trying to figure it out who's mm-hmm. the target market. And he's always 
got a lot of money on the line with this and all kinds of issues are coming up and it, courage that courage season is not for the faint of heart when you're starting something yeah. new it is full of ups and downs it is a storm mm-hmm. courage is not a fun season it sounds sexy but it's not yeah. it, it is a difficult season one which you will be tempted to quit again and again and again you got to push through that courage phase until you develop that new capability and then after that you're going to get the confidence that's good I like yep. it number two so number two is you got to embrace humility um, there are a few things I think that are as humbling as having great success in one season of your life, like in a particular industry or with a particular skill, and then to feel like you are starting all over again. You've been there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I go from being a pastor for a couple decades and had a tremendous amount of confidence in, in the skill set required there, right? And then I transition into being the CEO of a marketing company. And everything is new all of a sudden, right? And then I go into doing some life coaching. And like in each one of these seasons where I've had to reinvent myself and follow a dream or a passion, it takes a tremendous amount of humility. And and again, that's why success can also be, I think, um, one of the things that holds you back. Because when you've been really successful at something, again, that idea of having to go back and start over and the humility that requires, mm-hmm. for some people, that's too much. Yeah. yeah. And they rather just live off their past success mm-hmm. than have to go through this grueling process of starting over and humbling themselves yeah. to learn something new. Yeah, or just not... Like not even living off past success, just thinking there's nothing more for yep. you out there. I remember you telling a story about you were talking to Sean Johnson, who's a um, Olympic gold medalist. I forget yep. what year it was, but she's a gymnast. And um, you talked to her, and she said, I, "At 16, I thought I I hit my peak. Like, yeah. where can you go from here with winning a gold medal on the world stage? Like, how could I ever top that?" And she's done a tremendous job using her platform, and like she, she did has. reinvent herself, and she has an incredible platform. But yeah, it's like you can choose to say, well, that was it. Or you can choose to say, what else does life have for me? Yeah. And and what happens if you can embrace the humility, and this is why it's so key in this season, is because you don't know a lot. Mm -hmm. You're you're, going to make mistakes. And so along with humility comes an attitude of, ooh, I need to read, right, and learn. I need to maybe hire a coach. I need to do an online webinar. I need to become a sponge and learn as much about this as I possibly can. And that's the level of humility I think is really important. Humble yourself enough to learn a process and follow the process. Mm. Realize that just because you had this huge success in the past or you learned a particular skill in, in a certain industry, it's going to be new and it's going to change and it's going to yeah. develop. Yeah. So, yeah. And you're important. not going to start your next chapter on the top. No. You can't. Like. Nope. In and of itself, the nature of transition typically means you're going from here down to, That's right. you know, kind of humbling yourself yet again and saying, I have a lot to learn before I can get up yeah. there again. Yeah, but humility makes you hungry too because it's like, okay, great, yeah. ground level, let's go, let's learn as much as we can. Yeah. And then you just kind of begin to build mm-hmm. from there. So you got to commit to the process, you got to embrace humility. And the third thing is you have to redefine success. Mm-hmm. This is really important. Some people want to completely redefine what they do in the world and then they, drag the old success metrics over into that, right? Almost every time when you start something new or you reinvent yourself in some way, the metrics have to change. Hmm. So let's, uh, let's, one of our latest little endeavors has been starting a vlog, Mm -hmm. right? We cannot use the same metrics 
for, let's say, views or subscribers to our vlog that we could to, let's say, our podcast, which has been going longer. Right, right. Right? Like you, you can't compared those two you, you, the metrics have to change it's a new you got you have to define a new way of success mm-hmm. and i think a lot of people forget like that they've been spending sometimes 5 10 15 maybe 20 plus years honing a particular skill you know building something creating something they've had a level of success they know how to measure that and then again they start something new and they just think they're going to have that kind of level of success again and they mm-hmm. forget it took them years right. to get to where they currently are. Mm-hmm. And so redefine success. And that I think that's really important when you're starting something new anyway, because why are you starting something new? I think back to my life five years ago, and one of the important values for me in redefining success for my life was more flexibility. Mm-hmm. More that's flexi- what you wanted. Yeah. yeah. That was one of the values. Not, not the only thing, but one of the values for me was I want more flexibility. And so having more freedom in my, in my schedule is going to be, was one of the ways I was going to measure success mm-hmm. in my transition. Yeah. Um, I couldn't measure it by, let's say, a number of people impacted. Right. Because the reality was I pastored a very large church, got to speak at a lot of other very large churches. So if I try to drag that metric over into my new you season. You never find what you would consider no. success. Yeah. Mm-mm. Nope. So it's important to, to redefine that. And when, once you redefine that idea of flexibility, again, it, it makes you okay with some of the other things. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, these days, I, I look back on my past. I used to have three offices. I had three separate offices. I had a very large home office that I did a lot of writing from. I had a office in uh, a building that overlooked downtown Nashville. It was a beautiful office, mm-hmm. right? Perfect setup just for me. I had a third office, which was kind of considered a backstage office. That was a more private office. I, I, had, I had all this different space to do my work and to do my thing. These days, my office basically consists of a shared laundry room with a washer, a dryer, a cat litter box, and a printer in the corner. Like, you don't work in the laundry no, room. No, but that's what I would consider to be my office. My <laughs> oh office. my gosh. In fact, that's, that's the best case scenario. If you don't count the laundry room, I have no office. Whoa, blowing up the None audio. at all. No, yeah, you're right, though. You do. You have changed drastically with But your I'm not defining, face. I'm not dragging over the same metrics. Right, I w- the flexibility was a lot more important to me than having three offices and everything that also had to go along with that. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. So you got to make sure you redefine success and what that looks like for you. You yeah. know, there was a season in my life that I had a video team full time of four or five people who were cranking out videos and creative things and any idea I could think of. Boom, they could execute on it. Mm-hmm. Our our video and IT team consists of me and you. Yeah, yeah, you're and welcome. On <laughs> Congratulations. Day, on any given day, whichever one of the two of us has more patience than the other is the IT team. That's but the one that's stressed out who might likely throw a piece of equipment, that day you don't get to be on the IT team. But you know what? I get it. It's okay. I'm, I've redefined success, yeah. right? And the metrics have to change. There's no way that you and I working together, which we love to work together, are going to have crank out that same level of productivity, mm-hmm. right? It's, right. It's, it's simply not going to happen. There's okay. no way for it to. Okay. So anyway, I think you have to redefine success. And then the fourth thing is that you got to remember that you're never really completely starting over. Mm-hmm. 
and this is important, right? Because all this kind of goes in balance with each other. You, you've got whatever it is that you're starting new. You have some skills. You have some experience. You have some relationships that are you can, you're going to carry over from what you did in your past to what you're doing now. Yeah, that's so true. You never actually are starting from scratch. No, no. And you know, that's a very interesting point because I think about your reinvention. um, And while you were doing something totally different, you still were able to utilize like the people you knew, the networks you had. I remember like when you were starting this music business that we have where we pair celebrities with nonprofit work, you, because of the work you had done previously, you were able to network and find the person that opened that door to a ton of success in that arena. But had you never done that previous thing, built that platform, made those friendships, had those networks, you would have never even been able to walk into those rooms. That's right. So it's a really, that's a great point. And if I would have tried to reinvent or launch that that new thing, the good vibes management, if I were to try to do that and completely ignore the relationships, the principles, the leadership, the things I picked up from the previous 20 years of work, yeah. it probably would have never gotten off the ground. Yeah, true. I had to say, what can transfer? Are there relationships? Are there connections? Are there skills? Yeah. You're never completely starting over, even if it feels like it's starting over. Mm-hmm. So what can you take from your past experience to apply to that new thing that you're launching, that new endeavor, that new dream, that, that new thing that you want to do? Um, you'd be wise to, you know, again, you also, like I said, you got to leave some metrics behind, but what can you bring over Mm -hmm. that could be really helpful for when you're doing that? Yeah, that's really good. Really good. Four crucial steps for when you're starting something new. I think, I don't know, I've got a lot in my brain because I feel like I always have new ideas and I feel very convicted right now because it's like I do like two of those steps, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I think that's a very, very practical. And we all eventually get to a place where we're starting something new. For sure. Hopefully, you know. And what you just mentioned is exactly why step one is so important, the commitment. Mm -hmm. It's possible to always have two, three, four ideas, dreams kind of floating around in your mind and your heart that you're just kind of dabbling on. Commitment forces you to pick. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to commit to multiple reinventions, multiple launches, multiple new ideas at the same time. Yeah. It is very possible to just sit there and live in, I call it la-la land, where you sit around with your friends and you talk about, ooh, one day I'd like to, I'd like to invent this, or I'd like to launch this, this, or I'd yeah. like to try this. You can do that all day with a hundred ideas. When you move to step one and you commit to something, all of a sudden that requires your time and your energy to go with it. Mm-hmm. It forces you to narrow down. And uh, it's a really big, important first step that, quite honestly, a lot of people never even get to that, Yeah, which then allows them to embrace the humility and start the whole yeah, process. Yeah, that's so good. No, I think it's, a, it's an encouragement, too, because you want to be that person in, that commits, right? Like, I have a, a handful of people I know in my life that have said they're going to do something and did it. And I'm like, yes, like, I'm on the front row cheering them on. Yep. I think that's so incredible, even if you you know, half the time they really didn't even know what they were doing when they started. And now they're doing amazing things. My best friend started a business and she's making an incredible living for herself and has the flexibility she's always wanted. Like I just, I look at people who actually do things that they say they're going to do. And it's so impressive. Um, so I hope that's an encouragement to you guys just like take that step forward, do that thing, start with step one, which is just 
having that, you know, strong commitment and just moving forward. I think that's so it's impressive. And if he fails, you tried, right? right. Like that's, that's where I always come. My mom always says, if it doesn't work, it didn't work. Okay. So, you know, the, she always said the, uh, the worst thing someone can say is no, or the worst thing that you can do is not try. And it's so true. Like just take that step forward. And I think it's, it's only up from there really. Yeah. And you know what? My, my thing is I, I really don't worry about the failures. I don't worry about the no's anymore. It's the client I was working with this morning. He's had this dream for this product for a long time and it took him a long time to get it from an idea to an actual invention and now to market. And uh, it's still, it's a big question. Who knows if it's going to work or not? I think it is. Mm -hmm. But if it doesn't, he still needed to chase this dream far enough to cross it off and say, I tried that, it didn't work. And then that allows his mind to open up to receive the next dream, the next idea, which might be the bigger one. Right, true. Because if he hadn't tackled that, that would have been in his mind instead. Like, yeah, you're right. There's almost... A certain amount of room in your mind. That's right for those dreams. Sometimes so. you got to chase it for a while, and uh, that's and maybe he learns something in this process that he'll then apply mm-hmm. to the next dream, mm-hmm. the next invention, the next idea, or maybe this one blows up and he never has to invent anything again <laughs> yeah. in his life. Right, right. <laughs> no, I love it. That's good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you, um, yeah. y'all. If you uh, know somebody who could use this, please share it. Um, again, it's available on all the podcast platforms, even YouTube. If you guys watch on YouTube, um, Pete mentioned our vlog. If you have not uh, checked that out, I encourage you to do so if you care. Uh, we had a lot of fun with the last one, and we have a new one coming out Sunday um, with the wedding that we went to in California. Um, so we are having a lot of fun with that. So subscribe so that you don't miss those. Um, and if you're listening, please subscribe on Apple, Spotify, wherever you're listening. Thank you, Pete. Yeah. Thank you guys. We're praying for you. Hope you have an amazing summer. Let's make it a great summer. Start something new, reinvent something, yeah, chase something. Yeah. Uh, what, what a great time to, uh, lay on the beach and dream up something big mm-hmm. that you can chase and pursue. Mm-hmm. It's Hello. never too late. Yep. Never too late. Yep. Awesome. All right. Well, that was another good Good talk. talk.